This episode is brought to you by Tyndale and the new book, Hang On, Let Go. What to do when your dreams are shattered and life is falling apart. If you or someone you know is walking through a first-class crisis, whether a financial crisis, a health crisis, or a relationship crisis, Tyndale has just released a new book by best-selling author Frank Viola. The book is called Hang On, Let Go. What to do when your dreams are shattered and life is falling apart. The book is a time-tested field guide for navigating the worst storms of life when you feel like you're going through the ninth circle of hell. Check it out at hangonletgo.com or any online bookstore. Hi, friends. Welcome to another edition of the Christ is All podcast. This is episode 145. And if you're interested in looking at previous episodes, many of which contain live conference messages that were recorded, monologues, interviews, first book chapters, etc., you can go to frankviola.info frankviola.info, and you will see on the top menu the podcast link. If you click that and scroll down, you will see every episode, the date it was published, the title, and the number. Now today I'm going to continue a conversation I started in episode 139 called Why You Should Not Give Unsolicited Advice. And the giving of unsolicited advice is a relationship sabotager. And I believe I mentioned that I was going to talk about several more relationship sabotagers. And so that's what I want to do in this episode. Now, when I when I speak of a relationship, I'm talking about a relationship of any kind. It could be your girlfriend, your boyfriend, a close friend, a husband, a wife, children who are, of course, past the toddler and small child stage, parents, co-workers, acquaintances. You can even throw in there your Facebook friends. But giving unsolicited advice does tend to push people away from you. And I'm not going to review what I said there, but you can listen to that episode on the podcast. Today, I want to talk about two more relationship sabotagers. One is what I call outcome dependence. Let me define that. Outcome dependence is when you do something for someone else in order to achieve a certain outcome. Example, your friend is hiring and you apply for the job. He does not select you. He or she does not choose you. So you become angry and resentful toward your friend. You have just sabotaged your relationship. Why? Because you were outcome dependent. There were strings attached to your job application. You put an unnecessary expectation upon the shoulders of your friend. And when it wasn't met, you turned hot toward them. Bellicose, pugnacious, obnoxious. Another example, you buy a gift for your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your husband or your wife. And your spouse or your romantic partner does not react the way you want. And now you're upset with them. You've just thrown a wrench into the relationship. Why? Because you were outcome dependent. You did not give the gift out of unconditional love without any expectation of a certain reaction. Another example. You write to an author expressing appreciation for her work. She never replies to you. Or she does, but you think her reply is too short. It doesn't meet your expectation. Horns arise out of your head and now you're furious. What's happened? You've just broken a bridge with that author because you were outcome dependent. You did not express your appreciation unconditionally. It didn't come out of a pure motive. You were expecting some kind of validation from it. Hell hath no fury, 
like the outcome dependent when their expectations are not met. If you look at outcome dependence more closely, you will discover that it reveals neediness and selfishness. It is the exact opposite of unconditional love, which is the supreme mark of regeneration or the new birth. You can find that argued in the book of 1 John. Outcome dependence is a form of manipulation. You do something for someone else in order to engineer a specific outcome that you want. A needy, self-absorbed person who is not complete within themselves but needs another person to validate them will always be outcome dependent. And outcome dependence pushes people away due to self-seeking pressure. To love without condition is to be outcome independent. And that's exactly what life in the kingdom of God looks like. And this business of outcome independence is one of the topics that I treat in my book, Hang On, Let Go. And I go into great detail, and there's a course that goes with the book called Surviving Your Storm. And there I get into the scriptural texts that reveal to us the biblical basis for outcome independence. Here's how I put it elsewhere. Do things for other people because of the man or the woman you are, not to win brownie points. Whenever you do something to achieve a reaction, you're being outcome dependent, which means you're seeking validation and acknowledgement or something else. And it is a sign of neediness. And neediness, my brother and sister, will always push other people away, even right out of your life. And I talk about, at length, the cure for neediness in the book, Hang On, Let Go. Now let me get to the other relationship sabotager. Not only will giving unsolicited advice distance other people from you, and not only will outcome dependence hurt your relationships, but being vulnerable can also kill any relationship. Now, I'm going to have to unravel this a bit because right now there are some very well-known authors, not Christians, who have engaged in a lot of high talk about the glories of being vulnerable. So much so that people boast about it. Look at how awesome I am. I just got vulnerable. Applause, please. Backpats warranted, too. <clears throat> of course, nobody verbalizes that, but this prideful mindset is behind a great deal of vulnerability today. And I will just say that vulnerability, being vulnerable, is a two-edged sword. It has a light side, which is positive, but it has a dark side that few people talk about. Let me explain. Being vulnerable is good when you are in a relationship with a person whom you trust. You take the risk of opening up your heart to them. But as you do, and here's the key, you have zero expectations about their reactions and you do not demand anything from them. That includes the expectation of being comforted by them or validated by them. This throws us back to outcome dependence. But healthy vulnerability opens up to another person who has earned your trust and it can build trust and intimacy as long as you have no expectation of their reaction. Now here's the dark side of vulnerability. It becomes toxic when you expect the other person to fix your problem that you've just unloaded on them and all of your private secret feelings and thoughts. 
In other words, vulnerability is dark when you are outcome dependent, and it becomes a subtle form of victimization and manipulation. Now, nobody consciously thinks those thoughts. Well, at least most of us don't. But here's what the internal dialogue would be if it could be voiced and rise to the surface. I'm going to get vulnerable with my girlfriend or boyfriend or fiance or best friend or spouse about my innermost feelings and struggles because they will feel pity and therefore comfort me, validate me, make me feel better, and even solve my problem. Now that, dear friends, is the dark, toxic side of vulnerability that nobody talks about. And that kind of vulnerability repels people because it puts pressure on them to fix your problem. It also reveals immaturity and, again, neediness on your part. Well, let me run it by another way. When you admit something to a person close to you and share your deepest troubles with them, but you have no expectations at all from them, this is deeply appreciated and it's even attractive when it comes to a romantic partner. That kind of outcome-independent vulnerability is an expression of humility. However, if you're vulnerable with someone close to you, yet you take no agency to try and fix your own issue, you're playing the victim and your vulnerability becomes mere childish complaint. This pushes other people away from you and creates disrespect in their heart for you. And if you're not in touch with this motivation of being outcome dependent when you open up to another person, if you don't realize that you're expecting something in return from them, either comfort, a solution, validation, a caring response, then what tends to happen is because the expectation is not met, you are now going to become angry and or resentful. And this is how vulnerability, quote unquote, destroys relationships. Here's another thing. I have watched people in fellowship meetings with other believers that they hardly know begin vomiting in the room about all of their most intimate struggles, problems, mistakes, thinking that they're being noble by being vulnerable and transparent. And brother and sister, all they're doing is seeking attention. It is the height of inappropriateness to begin to spew the deep, dark secrets of your heart to a group of people you don't even know on a close, intimate level. And even if you know them very well, to do that kind of a thing is to put such a burden on their shoulders. And typically when people do this, again, thinking that being transparent, couching it in the words vulnerability and transparency, as if this is some high and holy thing, they're absolutely out of touch with the fact that they've just repulsed, sickened, hurt even a group of people. Now, I'm not suggesting that if you have things you have to unload, that you just keep it to yourself and that there's never a place for sharing. And I talk about this in the book, Hang On, Let Go, and I suggest you find one person who you know well, who you can trust to share those sorts of things with recognizing that by doing so, you are putting a burden on them. I have had people in confidence share things with me that have been put into the vault and will go to the grave. And you want to make sure if you share something of a secret, sensitive nature, you don't share it with Michael Scott 
from The Office or George Costanza or Kramer from Seinfeld. These people are incapable of keeping anything hidden. <laughs> but the reason is, what's behind that is it's a burden. They're carrying something all by themselves. So keep that in mind whenever you share something of a sensitive nature. Do it with one or two people you trust, but recognize that there's a burden attached to it. I hope this helps. I would exhort you and implore you to look at your relationships and ask yourself, am I giving unsolicited advice? If so, I would immediately cease and desist from doing that. And I talk to you about when it's appropriate and loving to give advice to people. In that episode, we looked at being outcome dependent, which is a relationship killer. And then we looked at the dark side of being vulnerable. And I hope you will ask yourself, as you look at all of these relationships that you have, have I been giving unsolicited advice? Have I been outcome dependent? And have I been vulnerable in an unhealthy way? Bring these to the Lord, and in his light we shall see light, as the psalmist said. Until next time, be good. Hey guys, this is a postscript just before you head out, and we part ways. I have created a bundle of free resources. This would include my other podcasts, the YouTube channel, several free ebooks, free seminars, and other free resources. And you can find all of that at frankviola.com. And if you go to frankviola.com, you will see in the top menu a link that says free stuff. You just click on that and you will be taken to the free resources page. Also, a number of you have asked if you could donate to help defray the costs of the podcasts and also to express appreciation for the value that you've been receiving. You're under no obligation to donate. I don't ask for donations, but should you have it on your heart to do so, you can go to frankviola.us. That's frankviola.us. And that will take you to a donate page. There's three different options you can use to donate, all of them simple. Thank you very much, and God bless.